You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Cubs, and welcome to season three and episode number 156 of the Daily Beaver Morning Show here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is Wednesday, July 5th, 2023, and it's going to be a sunny day here at the Beaver Lodge. Thank you, kids and cubs, for your patience uh, while we've got a little bit of a late start today. I'm your host, the eager beaver pronouns he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly, and yes, once again, we did not coordinate. <laughs> of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Misfy Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, and CanadianTarot.com. Uh, we have a Wednesday morning nibble for you, uh, but first, and for those of you in the chat, you seem to already be aware, uh, Mr. Grizzly's had a bit of a rougher night. How are you feeling today, sir? How's your mental health? Well, um, I, I've, I haven't. I, I got a 45 minutes sleep, I think. Mm. Um, had to take Bridget to the ER last night. She um, uh, dislocated her jaw and couldn't get it popped back in. So uh, yeah, I had to go to the ER and uh, didn't, didn't, didn't get home till um, uh, 5.30, I think it was, by the time I got home. Something like that. Oh my God, that is so So she's, she's much better now, but yeah, she was in a lot of pain. Like... Um, so yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, my brain is cream cheese right now. So that's where I am. Yeah, we have a uh, Kit Helen going extra gravelly beer. I was just gonna say that, Mister Grizzly, with a bit of extra growl here. Yeah, my, yeah, oh my. Uh, well, I hope everything uh, is better. I don't know. Yeah, gets yeah. Oh, Kit Jam, <laughs> Kit James. <laughs> you bad boy. I'm not going to read that online. <laughs> naughty, 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 naughty. <laughs> uh, in the headlines today, uh, there was labor strife in Canada. Oh, you just saw it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Delayed joke. <laughs> now he's batting his eyelashes and going, what? <laughs> uh, there's a labor strife in Canada, both in uh, the Quebec City region and in BC. Um, as well, Jens Stoltenberg has been asked to stay on for a fourth time as Secretary General of NATO, uh, this time for yet one more year because of the 
war in Ukraine. They want to ensure continuity. Um, they're looking at Ursula von der Leyen as a possible replacement for him. She's the current head of the European Commission. And him staying on one more year would make it just convenient because that's when her term ends. So that's why there's some uh, rumor mill buzzing about that. Uh, but there seems to be some pressure on the inside to maybe have a leader from a Baltic uh, nation, given they're so close to Ukraine and are probably next should Putler actually succeed. Um, so that's going on. And in uh, the province of Quebec, um, but also for Canada, but in the province of Quebec, uh, there's mourning today because uh, Denise Bombardier uh, died at the age of 82 after a very quickly spreading cancer. Um, it was said of her, uh, the president of the Fédération Professionnelle des Journalistes du Québec, the Federation, Professional Federation of Journalists of Quebec, said, Elle n'avait peur de rien à une époque où beaucoup de gens ont peur de tout. She was afraid of nothing and in an era where many people were afraid of every, any, everything. Uh, she was a journalist, an author, a columnist, uh, part of the Quebec Intelligentsia. Um, she spent over 30 years at Radio-Canada, and she was the first woman in Quebec to host a televised public affairs show. Um, probably more on the right side of things. Uh, she was uh, not for same-sex marriage at the time, uh, had issues with drag queens at the time. Uh, one of her final columns got her, um, well, not a one of her final columns for one of the papers for which she wrote uh, got some controversy because uh, she was against um, accommodations uh, for Muslims in the workplace who needed a place to pray, uh -huh, okay. for example, um, and stuff like that. Um, so, but... Did she the, come around eventually? Not from what I can tell. Um... Uh, but at during an era also during which Quebec, um, yeah, with the Quiet Revolution and all of that going on, um, she was a pretty seminal feature uh, in Quebec culture and in uh, Quebec commentary and journalism. So, um, yes, there's a lot of people um, uh, with uh, elogious things to say about her. Uh, as uh, she's passed in her contributions uh, to the province and to the nation. She's a recipient of the Order of Canada. Um, but, um, yeah, she um, maybe with uh, resonated maybe more with the older crowd, mm. I would say, in the province the, than the young. So the purely in Quebecois then maybe uh, may have had... Uh... Pro probably more, Um you know, she she was considered um, to be a woman of conviction, mm -hmm. right? And people uh, loved that, even if she said things that would outrage them or enrage them, um, that she had the courage to say them and her, the conviction to say them. And it's not necessarily that she was um, going out of her way to be cruel, um, but she was very very anchored <laughs> in the right and not, being conservative not familiar with her work yeah. to be honest with you so. yeah um she uh wrote uh you know she was a well-known essayist um you know and she would so i kept saying it, it's She she really was respected, but we have to remember that there's also a time like when Quebec were, that was the last province for the church to let go. So Quebec mm. was pretty right until it wasn't. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, but for uh, for the intelligentsia in Quebec, it's, uh, it's a huge loss uh, on the political right. Uh, it is a huge loss as well. Um, so there you go. Uh, the show uh, that uh, she had uh, was called, uh, well, Le Point, first of all, 
with a Simon Dirivage. If you're a French Quebecer, you will you'll know that name because he's a legend in uh, broadcasting. Uh, so she was uh, the co-host of that uh, in the 1980s, and then um, she um, was given a show called. Well, she they nicknamed her Madame B. Madame Bombardier, and then uh, they started giving her her own shows uh, to be able to put on. And I was looking for one of them. Uh, one of them is no, I, no, I lost all the titles. <laughs> Sorry. I, well, there you. Go. I had noted them, uh, but yes, but she wrote for the Journal de Montréal and Le Devoir, and you know, she even appeared in TV on, uh, in France. Uh, back in the mm. day on a very, very popular show called Apostrophe uh, back in the day, which was um, uh, sort of like a, it was almost like a book club. We had like four intellectuals mm. sit around uh, and like this and talk about certain books that they liked. And it was extremely popular in France. Um, so and she, she made some appearances there. So a, a really big name, um, but uh, yeah, maybe not as well known in uh, English Canada. So that's going on as well. But the big, 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 big news, as we said, is labor strife. Labor strife. Uh, it, it seems that, well, not it seems that, it is the case, indeed, that um, at the port of uh, Vancouver, in fact, at all over 30 ports in the province of British Columbia, um, there's a strike that is now in the fifth day. More than 7,400 cargo loaders are off the job. Um, it's estimated that 25% of Canada's imports and exports flow through those ports and about $800 million in cargo each day for about $225 billion a year in trade. So, of course, this has some people losing their minds. Yeah, well, what the thing that kills me is flip-flop boy Pierre Poliev. And Daniel Smith. The, just the day before, a couple of days ago, was, we're all for unions and laborers and workers. Except when you strike, get back to work, you lazy fox, is basically what they're both saying. Yep, basically. Uh, so they don't care about you. Oh. They don't. They don't. And if, you know, I'm going to be passionate about this, but if anybody believes for a split second that Daniel Smith or Doug Ford or Pierre Poliver or Blaine Higgs or any of these asshole conservative premiers and, premier, and, and, and party leaders if you think they give a bloody damn about a working class stiff like me, no, no, no. Yep. You are a pawn to them, nothing more. Mm -hmm. So uh, they walked off the job on uh, Saturday, I believe. Uh, the major concerns are wages and automation. Um, about a third of all Canada's trade outside of North America passes through the port of Vancouver. It's a huge import-export. Uh, port uh, about 5.5 billion dollars in disrupted trade a week uh, will be uh, the subject of much consternation um, the two sides are far apart uh, so far apart uh, that uh, the employer walked away from the talks on day four saying that uh, nothing could be done in their their opinion at the moment um the workers are upset because the port, according to them, is treating longshore workers who worked throughout the entire pandemic with contempt now that they're asking for better salary and conditions. Uh, they're mm -hmm. worried about contracting out as well uh, as automation and uh, pay. The port workers voted 99.24% in favor of strike action in June. They weren't able to uh, reach an agreement since then. And they issued a 72-hour strike notice on last Wednesday and started their strike at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, now, as soon as there's a strike, with anything involving rail or transport, right not, you know, before the strike even starts, you get all the business groups. So you've got the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, uh, who has Yasmin Gannett speaking for it, saying, the federal government must be ready to legislate workers back to the job. Like the strike hadn't even started yet. <laughs> right. The last thing the Canadian economy needs is a long-lasting strike at its busiest port. The last thing the economy needs is a long-standing strike anywhere. Like, you know, maybe people trying to uh, block trade at the bridges and the borders. Oh, no, no, don't. But that was okay, Mister Beaver. You have to. That was okay because that made Trudeau look bad. Oh. Yeah. So that's okay. So conservatives were okay, okay. with that kind of 
Yes, yes, yes. Because it makes him look bad. So, you see, they, they want to make it his problem. So they have to legislate the workers back to work, but you can't legislate the occupiers out of the occupation. If you're well, you know, rules rules for, for if, thee, not for me. If trade is being held up at the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, you know, it, it, it's a cudgel for me to to make Trudeau look bad, but this one doesn't make Trudeau look bad. So, as far as as far as conservatives are, now they're walking out there, right? Like chin up, ass out. Like the convoy never happened. Oh, they're yeah, talking yeah. about this, right? Yeah. Completely and utterly shameless. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so I have all these people like screaming and yelling, and now they're really screaming and yelling because the talks broke down. How long is this going to go on? I'm already feeling some pressures. Well, yeah, if you had the next thing off the boat, well, then of course some businessman is going to say, <laughs> "Gee, some 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 business people are already feeling pressures." Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, well, well. Let, let, let's not forget how Skippy flip-flopped about how great Canada was on Canada Day and the following day tore it apart because of a strike going on at the Vancouver port yeah. and then got mad at the Minister of Transport because he was talking about his running shoes. But if you read the article, who else was talking about their running shoes in that article? Well, one of his deputy leaders, I believe. Yes. Yes. His deputy leader, Lanceman. Oh, Yes. She was talking about her running shoes in the same article, but he conveniently didn't link the article. He just took a snippet out of it and put it in his tweet. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so Miss uh, Miss Misappropriated Stock Photo 2022 mm. was in the article, but it's only bad when the liberal was in the article. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so while they're all losing their minds, uh, you have Simon Fraser University professor Peter Hall, who studies supply chains, especially at ports, and he says that the strike would have to last weeks before a big impact would be felt. Quote, I think in the short run, the impacts are very minimal and people shouldn't be panicking. And there is a mechanism to legislate them back to work and then have an arbitrator make an arrangement. And you know, this is probably a six-year deal, so it's not the end of the world if it takes a bit of a time to find the right deal between the parties. It's not in anybody's interest to let it drag on, but it's also not in anybody's interest to not take the time to find a six-year deal or however long they make this one for. So, let the process roll out. Because conservatives, as Mr. Grizzly says, keep on telling you that they're for the working man, and especially now that they're really trying to make inroads because with you know certain labor groups. Uh, but yeah, until it comes time to pay you what you're worth. In, uh, then the, the second you talk about that, they start talking about back-to-work legislation. Because mm. now you're coming for rich people's money. You can't do that. Yeah, and we, we can't have that. As George Santos has found out in the United States. <laughs> we got to keep you in your place. We got to keep you in your place under my boot heel. Uh, I'm just going to take a little side because I love talking about Georgie Girl. Do uh, you know... Um, he, um, somebody helped him post bond, right? Uh, yeah. And yeah, he yeah. said that it was his, uh, mother and, uh, uh an uncle. And yes. then, uh, somebody said, uh, we should know who posted bond for you. Given like you basically lie like you breathe and, you know, we need to know if, uh, who's posting your bond might be somebody you might be protecting. So. Of course, all that information is kept under seal. And then the judge said, well, of course, yes, we'll make that stuff public. Uh, you have a certain, until a certain amount of time uh, to pull out, if you like, if mm-hmm. you don't want your name to be public. And that is when we found out that there were not two guarantors, but there were three. Mm. The third Who one pulled the out. Third? And Do we know it, who the third one was? No, because they pulled out before. And oh. because uh, mom and uh, the uncle, I believe, are um, blue-collar workers. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, think, they don't have... I the, think the uncle does floor tiling or something like that. I, I'm not... I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I did write it down, but I, I, I just said... They don't have the funds yes. to, to, to exactly. cover this. So the person who had the actual funds withdrew... And then he put three names, including two relatives, to say, and then publicly said, well, yeah, th- these two relatives are helping me. 
So um, for some reason, um, he hasn't been remanded yet. Well, because currently his matters. bond would appear to not be guaranteed. Hmm. 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 So, but he tried to fight that, and it was one of those cases again, right? But Donald Trump does that. I know, Danny. I know that, sweetie. I know that. Mm-hmm. I know Donald Trump. And I know you're trying to follow his game and all that, but you're not white. And you're not rich. You're Republican. They're, they're, and you lie. They're going to use you. But you're not white. throw you away. Yeah. It's like Chris Guy. Yeah. Right? The election was rigged and stolen. But, oh, yeah, okay. But you're not Trump. So that's mm-hmm. not going to work for you. <laughs> and it's not really working out for the guy down there either. Um, so, but back to uh, the strike, you have uh, the International Longshore and Warehouse Union Canada President Ron Ashton saying, labor peace in this industry comes from governments staying out of the business between a union and their employer. The federal government must stay out of our business if the BCMEA gets their way. That's the BC Maritime Employers Association, I believe. And there are ways mm-hmm. to let the government make this collective agreement for them. There will never be labor peace on the waterfront. So he's making a pretty big stance here. Federal mediators have been brought into the negotiations. Canada's Minister of Labor, Seamus O'Regan Jr., uh, says that he was in Van- said from Vancouver, uh, where, where he was with his representative, who the representative says he has no plans to leave town. Uh, but the labor minister said that he will not impose a deal at this time. Now, that was in the early days when the strike was just being announced. Um, four or five days have gone by, and uh, the Maritime Employers Association has walked away from the talks saying that the demands are, quote, outside any reasonable framework for settlement. Now, this is a typical play, but could possibly be that it's true. We don't know. Um, and like I said, businesses have already say saying that they are noticed lower supplies, and the Canadian Chamber of Commerce as well has already jumped in. Four days was enough for it when the talks broke out. They're saying, nah, you absolutely need to do back-to-work legislation. Ottawa's position still for the moment is, we are not getting involved. Quote, federal mediators continue to support the negotiations. We encourage both parties to immediately return to the bargaining table and remain there until a deal is reached. Collective bargaining is hard work. That's how the best, most resilient deals are made. And that was the Minister of Labor who uh, said that in a tweet. Uh, so in other words, uh, if you're going to come running to me, uh, I got nothing for you at the moment. Work it out. So uh, that seems to be the position at the moment. Now, of course, uh, the liberals have a little pressure on the opposite side from the NDP because Mr. Singh has definitely come out on the record saying that he does not support back-to-work legislation. It's pretty much his standard line. Uh, we will not tolerate it. We won't accept it. We won't support it. We won't vote for it. Right. Um, but, you know, they do have that uh, supply and confidence agreement. And while these types of things are not uh, necessarily uh, spelt out, I do believe that they do have some, uh, um, they did to talk a little bit. I don't know, actually. You know what? That might be because we always mention uh, the two, three big clauses, but there were over 80 clauses in that to comply a supply and confidence agreement. And I know they had to commit to anti-scab legislation. Uh, so... You know, when you, I believe one of them was Santa as well. <laughs> Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. <laughs> Come on. Ah, I'm running on 45 minutes. Ah, that's good. That's good. So, I, But I'm guessing if a deal had anti-scab legislation, well, then, of course, you know, back-to-work legislation is sort of, you know, if it's not exactly uh, on the same block, it's uh, on an adjacent street. Um, Brian Kingston, the president and CEO of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association, is mentioning that uh, they're also already feeling it because of the um, just-in-time supply chains. Uh, But he says that in addition to parts uh, for the supply chains, uh, over 300, about 330,000 finished vehicles come through the port of Vancouver, and in Canada, 1.5 million vehicles are sold. Uh, annually, at least those were the numbers for 2022. Um, so um, 
He says, we haven't fully rebounded from the COVID pandemic. North American assembly was about 15 million units last year, and that's a million short of what we were pre-pandemic. So a shutdown like this has an impact on the supply chain, and it's not good for if these discussions are breaking off. And then another group of people are saying, you know, well, you know, if we're talking about foreign investment, now that the United States has put that, uh, you know, in Inflation Reduction Act and has given big, big, big incentives to people to come and establish themselves in the United States that we have to meet one, one for one. Well, we just had the bridge closer. And if we have this one again, well, people are going to wonder whether or not Canada is a safe place to do business. Mm-hmm. Labor negotiations, they happen in every country on regular cycles. I don't think that that's going to be an issue at the moment. But hey, each side has their spin doctors, so you throw them, right? What about business confidence? Mm-hmm. What about this? I mean, these are the things that you put in. It's actual spin, but it's not It's not pure BS. Yes, these are these impacts. Yes, you know, like I said, people are already feeling impacts. Yep, absolutely. But, like, not. Right now, when they're saying people are still feeling impact, are already feeling impacts, it's like in the, in the many people are saying category yet, because mm. as... The professor from SFU said, you know, that's a, that's a few weeks down the road yet <laughs> before there's any major damage. Undoubtedly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the in, in the province of Quebec, uh, uh, in Quebec City, uh, it seems that uh, their public transit is on strike uh, at the moment. Um, and there too, uh, in the province, Labour Minister Jean Poulet says that it's not appropriate at the moment to... Uh, invoke back to work legislation. legislation. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, the mot de Merci Larouche, who's the president of the RTC, uh, said in French, Je pense que le ministre se met la tête dans le sable. Avant là, au début du conflit, on en appelait à son discernement. Là, aujourd'hui, j'en appelle à son humanité. La situation était soutenable. So basically, she says, I think that the minister has stuck his head in the sand. Before, at the beginning of the conflict, we were calling upon his discernment. Well, today I'm calling on his humanity. This situation is untenable. Mm. Uh, and of course, this is happening just as the Festival d'été du Québec is about to start. So people yeah. are hoping that the public transit will be available to get around because that's a big uh, economic uh, engine for the, the city. Yes, it is. And especially all the, the knock-on effects, right? Down the, down the line. Um, so, well, I, I, let, let me just back up for a sec mm-hmm. here. What you were talking about, how how they're trying to uh, say, you know, this can negatively impact Canada on on the global stage when you know things like this are allowed to occur. Except here's the thing: uh, Frankie Bubbles, which is the nickname for uh, Francois Philippe Champagne. I like that. That's just yeah. that's literally Frankie his Bubbles, nickname. I like it. If I think so. I, he and he 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 kind of digs it. Oh, he's an energizer, but he is bubbly. Well, I mean, he he's he's making the case for boring selling Canada one deal at a time. It's largely because of his efforts that Volkswagen is building their right. plant in Canada, and all these other European companies are now looking at us, going like, you know. Those boring old Canadians sure can work hard and politically they're super stable and oh look at their economy we really should invest and you know frankie bubbles is just such a good fella and he's done so much and literally he has done so much mm-hmm. i was just reading an article about him the other day in in politico and i i i had no concept of how much effort he has put oh, yeah. into attracting mega business yeah, yeah. to this country and he and loves selling this, this stuff, country right he, he eats, sleeps eats, dreams this stuff this is his wheelhouse he's very very happy there he's just he's loving this stuff and and, and the thing is all they have to do is trot him out if skippy starts saying oh, we're going to be impacted negatively by these strikes i'm like no i think these big companies that we're doing business with and again, I know they're fully profit-motivated capitalists, of course, but they still want to do business with a country that's going to, you know, treat its people fairly. Well, and the other thing that they've noticed, well, all these things that they're saying are knocks against us, are not actually knocks against us. Um, they saw January 6th happen, and then they saw what happened in Ottawa. 
and the whole world witnessed the mm-hmm. textbook kid glove dismantling of an occupation. We did that. We gave people lots and lots of right to protest, way more than a lot of people thought that they should have. And then when it came oh, yeah. time to put an end to it, we did rather effectively and without any without, violence with whatsoever. No riot, no riot squad, no... Yeah, it, it, it's textbook math. It's the textbook method and how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then they saw us deal with COVID, and we got out of this uh, pretty well compared to near peer countries. And economically, uh, we pretty much emerged from it as good as anyone could have expected to, considering. Uh, the hits taken to the economy. So the economic management, the thing that Brian Mulroney said uh, when things were really, really, really tough uh, on things that mattered, uh, the prime minister did the job correctly. Same thing with handling Trump on the NAFTA negotiations. Same thing with handling China on the Menwanzhou. The whole world saw these. All these countries and all these people that want to invest saw us. So all these things try to upend the stability of our country and we just put our head down and did the work and got through these that means something at the international table and then when you add how mr minister freeland uh, did lead the charge in the early days of uh, getting sanctions and rallying the world with ukraine and how Vladimir zelensky uh, and ukraine if they get out of this uh, particular um, war, uh, horror with, uh, uh, on top and, uh, prove that they have one of the most professional militaries in all of Europe and they're now an ally. And we had a key role in that. And the leader of that nation always has time for the leader of our nation's phone call or a visit. You put all of those things together that people have been witnessing, right? Handling Trump, COVID, being at the forefront in Ukraine, how our economy is being diversified, how we emerged from COVID economically, all of these things. We're Uh, a pretty damn stable place. Yeah. We're looking real good right about now. You want to invest? Come on in. So, you know, all these conservatives saying, oh, they're so, they're so weak and everybody has no respect for us. And yeah. That's not true at all. No. no. <laughs> not true at <laughs> all. They, see, they the, the pathetic thing is they, they lie so badly. It's like, um, Pierre, none of what you said is true. Here's the truth. Here's articles from Bloomberg, from the Financial Times, from the Washington Post, from the New York Times, from the Guardian, the Telegraph. Like the whole world is reporting on how great it is to to invest and do business with Canada because they're so stable. Their economy is so like, come on, it's so easy to disprove their lies. They can't even lie good. There's not a damn thing that party can do good. They can't even lie to us good. They need for us to be doing bad for their narrative. Like, you know, when they keep on saying they're they're cheering for Canada to fail, it's almost like they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you cheer for the prime minister to fail, you cheer for the country to fail. Well, and and let's remember, no matter what, Skippy has his golden parachute, right? Right. Yeah, if it doesn't work for him, he just goes, deuces, I'm out of here, and he moves to his next patronage thing. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> oh, well, I tried. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? Like this, he might. Well, now he might have more options than Andrew Shear because he's a little smarmy. Or Andrew Shear can't leave Parliament because he can't do anything else. I mean, he didn't he's even finish his insurance thing. He literally has nothing to go back to. Uh, and that's why he's uh, the punching bag. That's why he's the house leader. He gets sent out to do all the dirty work and looks stupid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'll take the bullet. Got to keep that okay. report hidden. Yeah. Got to keep that report hidden. 
I mean, especially I mean, since Andrew's seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Seven hundred to nine hundred thousand dollars, especially since Andrew Sears sees what's going down in the United States with George Santos. Mm-hmm. Because uh when the party leaves you, it really leaves you. <laughs> I, I, I have something I want to share with you. Um that this is this is we're gonna migrate to Florida really quickly here because right. this popped across my timeline. I think you'll I think you'll appreciate the hell out of this. So Secretary Buttigieg on the homophobic DeSantis video talking to CNN. Mm. I'm going to leave aside the strangeness of trying to prove your manhood by putting up a video that splices images of you in between oiled up shirtless bodybuilders. Mm-hmm. And just get to the bigger issue that is on my mind whenever I see this stuff in the policy space, which is, again, who are you trying to help? Who are you trying to make better off? And what public policy problems do you get up in the morning thinking about how to solve it's like you know I, I i had my issues with mayor pete for a little bit because i thought a lot of what he talked about was garbage but anytime i see him with he's you know if he's if he's brought in as a pundit or to make a comment you, you really did come up against a smart guy who's got a full his quiver is full let's put it that way well the thing that he does well is that he challenges the framing and he, he just, he knocks it out of the park every bloody time. Like DeSantis is saying, no, 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 we have to do this with the gays and we have to do that because trans and all of a sudden it's like, what do you think? And he doesn't say, well, I think we should do that. Trans. I was like, hmm, odd that he would do that with images of him putting himself between people, oil men. <laughs> but anyway, so right? <laughs> it's the framing. It's the framing. Yeah. He's great at that. And he just, if the frame is placed in a way to make you put you on the back foot or respond to something or put like to play the game, dance puppets. This is the song to which I want mm-hmm. you to dance. He just turns around. It's a, it's a, it's the same thing similar to what somebody will do when you ask a question and somebody turns around. Well, that's not the question. What the real question is, and then you answer the question that you wanted to answer. Right, not the question that was asked. I think the real question here, or I think the real important thing here is, and that's why you just reject the question, then you say whatever media line you want to say. But in this instance, right, by not rejecting the question, but rejecting the framing, Mm -hmm. because especially when the framing is bullshit. Yeah, total bullshit. And then you put the proper frame. Like, for example, uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because there was an example that happened uh, right to this uh, this morning uh, on uh, t- Twitter for me, that uh, someone had mentioned that um, the convoy, right? What, what's the difference between the strike over there at the ports, right, and the convoy stuff? And the guy was going, well, you know, the convoy stuff was about the right to work. This is about the right to work for more. Surely you can see the difference. There we go. I have it right here Excellent. for you, Mr. Grizzly. Um, and it was like, uh, nope. Uh, I'm going to put out a I call BS alert. That is wholly incorrect. Uh, right to work was never at issue. The issue is whether employers can let go or bench employees who refuse to meet the minimum public health requirements of the day to hold job. The answer to that has always been yes. But his, it was like, Windsor Coots in Ottawa were simply about the right to work while the strike was about the right to make more money. Do you see the difference? And that was in response to a tweet by Diane Marie at Diane Marie Posts, which I highly recommend as a follow. As an account, by the way. It's amazing how many conservatives are emerging from the woodwork to complain about the damage to the Canadian economy posted by the strike at the Vancouver port, but were silent as tombs over Windsor, Coots, and Ottawa, Mm -hmm. as I mentioned earlier. So, um, yeah, just, ah, you know, sliding scale morality. (laughs) Well, sliding scale morality, here's, here's two good quotes from Mayor Pete. One thing about my marriage is it's never involved me having to send hush money to a porn star after cheating on my spouse. But I'm And then, and and this one is one of my favorites. They're going, um. Why do you, th- you know, do you have the guts to stand up to President Trump? I don't have a problem standing up to someone who was working on season seven of Celebrity Apprentice while I was packing my bags for Afghanistan. 
Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boom. Zing. That's, that's how you play the game. He plays it well. That's how you play the game. There's, there's a... <laughs> There's this thing on, on YouTube that always makes me laugh. If you ever go watch it, it's called a Bonjour Belle or something. Okay. This is, so it's basically the, the opening of uh, Beauty of the Beast, uh, but they have a drag queen in back re- re- singing instead and re- redoing the words. <laughs> it's not a little quiet. <laughs> but at one point, there's a little kid like this skipping rope like this, and like this bell p- pats the little kid on the head, right? good job like this and you hear the drag queen back back going that's how you do it bitch <laughs> it's like that's how you do it bitch boom <laughs> yes sir i love that guy see that's a fabulous gay man like this and yeah, oh, you know yeah. he's not a big guy right no and he looks he looks like the boy scout next door <laughs> he got that baby face and he speaks like, like six languages too i think huh? right 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 and so wholesome like mm-hmm. it, it, like it, he is literally if there was a you know when we talked about barack obama saying that he had to be like the perfect black president mm-hmm. if ever there was a gay president he'd have to also be a perfect like, that's this guy yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and you know, he keeps winning people over by his commentary. When, you, Like you said, he tra- reframes everything. I have uh, one quick clip uh, that was just sent to me a moment ago that I want to put on the screen here in a second. And then we got to wrap because it's like I got to get I actually have to go to work and I don't know how I'm going to function today. But there's not enough coffee in the world for me today. This this um, this is the Freedom Convoy calling Freedom Convoy 2023. Um, Canada unity. If the 401 is not famous, it's about to be world famous. Get ready. Toronto, Montreal, and Ottawa for the biggest slow roll in history. Well, the 401 doesn't run to Ottawa to begin with. That's the 416 and the 417. The 416 connects to the 417, which becomes the 40 when you cross into Quebec. But hey, you don't know the culture without knowing the culture. You know, what's, what's a little geography amongst friends? Uh, honk, honk, Freedom Convoy 2023 is green for 10-8. So August 8th, uh, August 10th, I guess. Yeah, it's August 10th. Starting August, the start launch date is being organized, but he just said it's green for August 8th. Okay. End date, when, when the policies are changed. This will not be a weekend rally, folks. Prepare to dig in every single day for months or as long as it takes. We will not stop until the policymakers change the policies that parents from one side of Canada to the other side of Canada have deemed harmful to kids and parents are removed from every corner of Canada. Let that sink. Oh, we are okay, not holding so. the line anymore. We are pushing the line back. We will save our chick dren. Save our chick dren. They can't even get the hashtag right. We're not dealing with rocket surgeons here. Again, that's probably some, you know, that thing I mentioned about the, you know, that Facebook account somewhere else in the world that organized two protests in the same city, one for Black Lives Matter and one for not. Yeah. I'm guessing that this is the case because that was typed so fast. Let's just crank this out. Crank them out. Save our children. Really? Save our children. We should get that. Let's get that trending. Let's get yeah. that save our Save chick trend. And 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 you do you um um do you notice the inherent flaw in that plan? Uh-huh. Uh they're going to do a slow roll that's not going to stop until the policy is implemented. But uh the destination point of the slow roll is finite. Uh, when you start a flow, slow roll with a finite destination, but you say you are going to roll for an indefinite period of time, um, you open the door to the possibility that the period of time will extend beyond the distance of the slow roll, even if you roll as slowly as that vehicle will allow you. Mm-hmm. Not too bright. And you are dealing with the guy that outweighed China on Mengwenzu. If you want changes out of Ottawa. Uh, if China couldn't get the guy to bend, um, good luck with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you know that um, 
to just save our children. Uh, IBEW Local 636 is on strike here in Ottawa. That's Ottawa Hydro, basically. Unionized employees at Ottawa Hydro have been on uh, strike for seven days. Looking for safer working conditions, updated health, uh, paramedical benefits, and fair compensation. Uh, so day seven of the strike says, uh, let's talk. The company has not answered our request to meet since May 25th. That's 40 days. We have repeatedly reached out, but every request has been ignored. Come back to the table. Safety is serious. Uh, and you know what? I meant to talk about that last week because, uh, it had started last week and I just got sidetracked and Anyway, I want to thank a couple. Uh, Tavi G just sent me that link, and the previous was from Argosy Acres. Um, I, uh, that's their Twitter handles. So thank you both uh, for that. I appreciate it. And we got to wrap up. Uh, I got to I got to shower and change and get into the office because it's uh, it's late in the morning for me, and I got to be a functioning human being at some point. You know, right. sometimes it's like I have built-in job security because I'm the only person who does my job, but. Um, it means I can't take a day off either. Mm. Never make yourself indispensable. You'll never and I don't want to be that way. But and, and <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to actually get somebody trained on staff to do it. But I'm we're too busy. Yep. Yep. So we're, we're, I'm going to schedule something and just say this is what we're going to do. I'm going to set it up with the boss and say I'm going to give a training seminar and a video and get it done. So that you know, if I have a sick day or a day like today, today could have been a great personal day. Because mm -hmm. I'm exhausted, you know. Mm -hmm. a anyway, that's my personal issue that I have to fix. And I, yeah. anyway. <laughs> well, kids, that's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Podcast. We hope you love listening to us because we love making this for you. Please send a little burst of energy to Mr. Grizzly. Don't need it for the day. Yeah, yeah. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. Let your peeps know about us. Thank you very much. And because democracy is something that you do, please, please, please write your MPs, your senators. Remember, it's free. Have some <laughs> comments. Put the postal code on. Uh, darn, I used to remember it. I was trying to remember it off the top of my head so I can just mention it. And I, th I think it's, it's K1A. 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 Oh, I can't remember the rest of it. Yeah, OG, oh, but yeah, no, don't call me on that one. Um, if you really like this podcast, you and of course, donate to the Red Cross, please. If you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are greatly appreciated, and we love to hear from you. So please reach us at our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, our Thanks, Twitter everyone. feed at True Eager, and by email at True North Eager Beaver at gmail.com. Uh, there you go. Ah, uh, yes, absolutely. Yes, thank you, Kitty Lane. Have a beyond awesome day, everyone. And remember to smash that button before you leave. And you can do that on our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel. That helps us out big time. Thank you very much to all who, all of you who do. If you'd like to get something from us as soon as it uh, comes off the bandwidth via our pod page, that is podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver individual words, lowercase letters with a hyphen between each one of them. And that's how you can subscribe to us. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. And uh, we did have a tip uh, come in yesterday, but since you've got to go, we'll mention it, uh, give it more credit on uh, the next show. So if you feel that we've done a particularly good show for you today, if you're watching, you can scan the QR code by Mr. Grizzly's head there. And if not, you can go to coffee, ko-fi.com slash eagerbeaver, lowercase letters, all in one word. And that's where you can make your contribution to our emergency hydration fund that keeps us going and uh today i'm uh, handing my contribution over to this guy over here yeah he suffering yeah he needs it he needs it all right so uh yeah don't buy me a hot chocolate buy him an extra coffee <laughs> from the beaver lives pardon perhaps no so i make it back there with a little little bit of twist you should try it you like it do you remember that from beverly hills cop no, I missed that one. Uh, I don't think the Beverly Bronson, is. Bronson Pinchot when he goes. Yes, yes, yes. When yes, he shows yes, up okay. at the the art gallery, yes. would you like yes. an espresso? It's nothing. I make it for you back there. It's, it's a little tiny. You should try it. It's cool. Yes. Uh, from the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying. Until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there. So please be kind too and gentle with yourself, Mister Grizzly. Please, your wisdom. We need it. I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, political wisdom here, and we need to pound the hell out of Doug Ford to get off his f 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Duff. Thank you. Uh, and invest some of that $22 billion into education and healthcare. Because I watched four doctors work on my girlfriend at 4.30 this morning to uh, administer the correct dosages of medication after discussing everything with her and then resetting her dislocated jaw. And I watched how they are stretched and spread so thin. And the nurses are incredible. All of our healthcare workers do so much to take care of us when we are sick or ill or injured. And we've got a premier who hates them and wants to privatize everything and profit off of it. So fuck Doug Ford and thank a healthcare worker and write to Doug Ford and tell him you want that $22 billion investigated, invested in public health care and public education. All right. There you go. Listen to your Mr. Grizzly. Mr. Grizzly, please roll up credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Mr. Grizzly, I know it's not the one that you had probably hoped for, but happy birthday. Thanks. <laughs> we'll celebrate more tomorrow. Okay. And uh, congratulations to our friend uh, Charles Adler on the debut of his new podcast, The Charles Adler Show. Uh, please do subscribe and give it a listen. All right. See you soon. Bye. Take care. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.